It's time for Cadillac on Call on News Radio 610 KONA. It's your chance to learn valuable health information right here in our community. Now, the host of Cadillac on Call, here's Jim Hall. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Cadillac on Call presented by the Cadillac Foundation. Each week, we are here to share with you important health and medical information designed to help you live a healthier life. On today's program, as we turn the calendar to the month of February, we focus on affairs of the heart, actually keys to living a heart-healthy life. We will introduce you to a program at Catholic Regional Medical Center known as Cardiopulmonary Rehabilitation. It's a recovery-focused health program designed to help patients recover from heart and lung ailments. We are mostly going to focus today on the cardiac rehab side of things by visiting one of the program's fitness specialists. And later in our program, another member of the cardiac rehab team whose expertise includes a mental health component. And his backstory brings some extra attention as he himself is a former open heart surgery patient. So all things cardiac today on Cadillac on Call. And we begin by welcoming to our program Brittany Schock, who is a fitness specialist at Calic and works in the cardiac rehab department. Brittany, thanks for joining us today. And first, why don't we begin with some background on just what cardiac rehab is and who is most likely to need it? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jim. So cardiac rehab is a medically monitored wellness program that encompasses education on managing modifiable risk factors. And I say that it's medically monitored because all of our patients wear a telemetry monitor while exercising so that we can track their heart rate and watch the electrical activity within their heart so that we can um, measure how their body is tolerating that physical activity. Um, And that's really important for our patients because a lot of our patients that come to see us have experienced things like heart attacks, stents, open heart surgery, um, valve replacements, heart transplants, maybe they have congestive heart failure, and we even have patients um, who might have congenital heart disease. So we're seeing patients of various stages in life and with all sorts of different backgrounds. And so it's important that they come in to see us so that we can help build confidence if they have been through some sort of traumatic heart event and ensure that they're able to perform all their normal daily activities safely. Now, you mentioned the word telemetry, and when you walk into the cardiac rehab gym, you might think you're walking into a local health club or any gym at a school, per per se, the word telemetry, I think, adds that extra component that you mean that folks are actually literally hooked up to monitors that uh, check and keep tabs on on them real time during this exercise program. Talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. So a lot of times I have patients come in and say, well, why do I need to come here and work out opposed to my regular gym? And the key with that is having that telemetry system. So every single time they come in, they're hooked up to a three-lead monitor that allows us to watch the electrical activity that's happening within their heart. And that allows us not only track their heart rate, but we can see real-time how their body is responding to the exercise. So if they're experiencing um, any of what we call ectopy or abnormalities, Um, during exercise, then we can record those strips and send them directly over to their referring providers and let them know what we're seeing. 
Um, it also allows us to provide a safe environment for our patients because all of the employees that we have in our department are required to be ACLS certified. So advanced cardiac life support. Um, so we practice codes and things like that. Should there ever be any sort of emergency situation, we're all educated and prepared to help in that situation. So that telemetry system is just one more safety precaution that we're able to utilize with our heart patients. So in a way, it's the best of both worlds. It's it's not a real intimidating that you are just in a gym setting, and so that hopefully that's not like a clinical setting per se, but at the same time, as you mentioned, you're closely monitored, not only electronically, but through the expertise of, of you and your colleagues. Exactly, yeah. We try to make it fun and laid back. We want people to feel like they can come to us with anything, and we understand that people are in different places in their wellness journey, and we are sure to teach all of our patients and treat all of our patients as individuals, and we always try to meet them where they're at, making them feel comfortable. We have some patients who come in and, you know, they've been running their whole lives, and we have other patients who have never been in a gym setting, and so we absolutely strive to make it a comfortable environment. We listen to music and try to have fun, but on the other end, we absolutely want to keep it professional and make sure our patients know that they're able to exercise and push themselves in a safe and monitored environment. So would the size of these classes be similar to just any normal exercise class where you have 8, 10, 12 people? So right now we have a max capacity of 14 patients per class, and three days a week we offer six classes, and the other two days a week we offer four classes. One of those classes is a pulmonary class. Um, and this class structure is in a way similar to what you might experience at a group fitness class at a gym. So the first 10 minutes of class is instructor-led, and that's when we do 10 minutes of resistance training. But after that, we head on over to cardio equipment, and they do 30 minutes of aerobic exercise, and that is more independent. But class sizes um, are no larger than 14 per class, patients per class. So when you have a class in that setting, you, you touched on, you almost do kind of a warm-up, if you will, and then the full focus of the of the exercise itself. But is there also some some education done as well, just from a sharing standpoint from you, the cardiac rehab experts? Yeah, we focus a lot on education. So one of the primary focuses in cardiac rehab is teaching our patients how to manage modifiable risk factors. So some risk factors we have no control over, genetics, for example. However, there are things that we can control, and some of those topics include stress management, nutrition, exercise, and physical activity, and we talk about the difference between both of those. Uh, we talk about smoking cessation. That's a big one. Um, we try to teach our patients the importance of healthy blood pressures um, and blood sugars, checking blood sugars if our patients are diabetic, um, lipid and cholesterol panels, and the importance of taking medications as prescribed. So we talk about a lot of different things um, 
And psychosocial health is something that you'll get to talk to Steve about quite a bit later on, um, but that is a huge aspect in the healing process as well. And each of these classes is, what, roughly an hour long in length, so it's not like they're there for, uh, you know, but but when they're done, they're they're feeling like, I've had a workout. Yeah, hopefully that's the goal. So <laughs> they start off um, 10 minutes of resistance training, and then they head on over to cardio equipment, and they do that for 35 minutes. Then they come back to their chairs, and that's when we do 10 minutes of stretching and education. So... Um, we measure their energy output a couple different ways. We ask them, we go around during weights and during cardio and ask them on a scale of 1 through 10 how hard they're working. We call that a rated perceive of exertion scale. Hmm. As a fitness specialist, I will also use something called a talk test. So if I can walk up to a patient and they're able to tell me their whole life story without having to stop and take a breath, I know they're probably not working hard enough, and I might encourage them to increase their output a little bit. So we definitely want our patients to push themselves while they're in the program because our general rule of thumb is we, while they're enrolled in cardiac rehab, we don't want them to push themselves any harder outside of the program than what they're doing in class because we want to make sure that they're safe. And you brought up an interesting point because it's probably a, a challenge because someone that comes in to your classes, they are recovering from a serious cardiac event, so they may be a little reluctant to overexert. So is it part of it is just finding that right balance? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. I have patients come in all the time who are fighting that anxiety of being able to trust their heart and their cardiovascular system again. And I like to remind my patients that their doctors have written them a prescription for exercise. And cardiac rehab is a great place to start that journey because it is medically monitored. So should there be some sort of emergency, we are there to respond and we'll be there to help them. Um, but hopefully it will help them also realize that if everything's looking a-okay, that they should be able to go out and perform all their normal daily activities and be just fine. Great advice from Brittany Schock, a fitness specialist with the Cadillac Cardiopulmonary Rehabilitation Department. We have another segment to share with Brittany about this wonderful program and dive a little more deeper in the types of patients that receive this care. And it's important care because if you've had a heart attack or, as she said, an open-heart surgery, it is very serious, And uh, but it's also something that you can recover from. Back with more of our program right after this. You're listening to Cadillac On Call on 610 KONA. This program is not a substitute for direct consultation with your own health care provider. Always consult your health care provider for your specific condition, especially if you have or suspect you may have a medical problem. Now back to Cadillac On Call. Here again, Jim Hall. Welcome back to Cadillac on Call, presented by the Cadillac Foundation, and continuing our conversation with Brittany Schock, a fitness specialist with the Cadillac Cardiopulmonary Rehabilitation Department. And Brittany has a, has a great resource of information, uh, not only on this program, but just, I think, in general, heart health fitness. Uh, because I think as we 
This is typically Heart Health Month when we raise the focus on things uh, focused on improving our heart health. And, and Brittany, I want to get back to some of the, the patient needs uh, that you see in the cardiac rehab department. How soon after someone, say, suffers a heart attack or, or has an open-heart surgery case or has a, a stent blockage placed to, 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 to clear a blockage in the heart, how soon would, would they begin a regimen of cardiac rehab? Well, that's a really good question, and it kind of compar- um, varies on case. So typically I would say probably about six weeks. However, um, you know, open-heart surgery would be a lot longer, and it also depends on when we're able to get them in. So unfortunately, um, cardiac rehab is a very busy department, and we have a lot of people trying to get in. So um, it's... It kind of just varies person to person and on what availability we have in the department. And when you have someone, you touched in our previous segment on on what what the folks expect. Will they come? How 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 often will someone come when they get, as you call it, a, a prescription, if you will, from their doctor to come and take this rehabilitation? So part of that depends on what insurance will cover, of course. But typically, we see patients for up to 36 visits, and we'll see them either two days a week or three days a week. So it's a great opportunity to really get to know our patients, get to know what their goals are, and help them crush those goals. Typically, it ends up being about three months. So and when that time, I go back to regardless of whether it's a cardiac issue, but if you needed physical therapy for something, too, you go see a physical therapist. But at some point, it's almost like, okay, the training wheels come off. You don't necessarily need to come back and be supervised for exercise, but continue to do the things that you learned on your own after you start uh, being healthier and becoming healthier? Absolutely. That is our goal. So that's what I always tell my patients is our end goal and our overall goal is to give you the tools to be successful once they graduate the program. So I, if our patients aren't exercising at home already before they start the program, when they're in the program, I'm going to try and educate them and give them the tools. That way they can start exercising before they graduate that way they're already in the habit of the exercise routine and set up for success before they leave the program. And I would say even if they're in that two- or three-month period when they're coming to you two or three times a week, you're probably urging them to, in those off days when they're enrolled, to go out and continue to get exercise? That's correct. So we do what's called an individualized treatment plan, and we are following up with our patients regularly to see what they are doing for at-home exercise, how active they're being. We're following up with their nutrition habits, and so we're trying to hold them accountable and help them create those habits, um, like I said, before they graduate the program. And typically, we recommend if a patient is coming in, say, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'll encourage them to try and go for maybe a 20 or 30 minute walk Tuesday and Thursday. So the overall goal by the time they're graduating is to be getting a minimum of 30 minutes of exercise five days a week. And how soon would someone say, I'm a new patient, I'm in my first or second week, how soon will I start noticing a difference in my endurance for the better? That really depends um, from patient to patient. And how 
deeply dive into managing modifiable risk factors. So it could depend on age and overall health status and how quick they recover, um, what kind of foods they're eating, if they're getting quality sleep. So that really can vary from person to person. Um, But I'm hoping that at least halfway through, they're starting to notice improved stamina, increased strength, less shortness of breath. Um, And there's something called an echocardiogram, which is an ultrasound on the heart, and it measures how well your heart pumps. And um, that's something they track with heart failure patients. But one of our goals in cardiac rehab is to try and improve those numbers. It's called an ejection fraction. And the way that we do that is with um, training cardiovascular endurance, so that aerobic exercise. And um, so we're measuring not only how they're feeling after a couple of weeks, but hopefully we can get some objective numbers to show that improvement in stamina as well. And you mentioned a little bit earlier that each patient gets an individualized health uh, plan of exercise and, and through this program. And is that a case? Because obviously when someone starts it, you know, they're coming off very serious cardiac events. They're not, they're probably at varying levels of where they are in their recovery. So that's what you mean by this individualized plan. Somebody may be pedaling a little bit faster over here or uh, lifting a little bit heavier weight over there. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you have to think about everything that they did up until they had that event. So if I have a patient who is 45 and he's been a runner his whole life and he's always eaten really well and then out of the blue he had a heart attack that was completely unexpected, that person is more likely to be able to come in and start running on the treadmill versus somebody who has never been a runner and they had a heart attack and they come in, we aren't going to have them run. So what we say is if you weren't running before, then we most likely don't want you running after. Um, And that's not to say that they couldn't if their body can tolerate it, Um, but it really varies depending from person to person, and that's why it's so important for it to be individualized. Because we want to make sure that um, everybody's exercise prescription is tailored to their specific needs. But at the same point, I know the fact that you have 10, 12, 14 people in in a class at a time, they probably develop friendships over time, but maybe they help push each other and motivate each other to, to persevere? Oh, yeah. There's always a little friendly competition. <laughs> <laughs> But with that, the fact that, that people are coming in at differing levels, that you might have someone that's, you know, that, that can't be as, as physically active as you were, as they would like to be, but they see somebody, uh, that, and, and that's where that, the, the component where you, you and the team and even them can say, hey, you know, you're going to get, you're going to see progress or you're, you know, you're going to get there. Absolutely, yeah. So that's one of the best parts of cardiac rehab is our patients get to be in an environment where they're surrounded by other people who have been through similar things. And we really try to promote a safe and open environment so that our patients feel like they can talk about that stuff. And the other side of that is sometimes we do have patients, say they're right next to each other on treadmills, and one guy 
you know, he's walking really fast, and so the guy next to him wants to be able to keep up. <laughs> well, if that person, you know, their heart rate starts to get a little bit above that target heart rate zone, or we're starting to notice frequent PVCs or something like that in the telemetry monitor, even though they're eager and even though we love that they're wanting to push themselves, <laughs> that's where we come in as medical professionals and say, all right, you know, <laughs> I want you to back off just a little bit. <laughs> the cardiac rehab. I appreciate police. your effort. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> hey, if <laughs> you would, we have just about a minute or so left, but if you would just maybe take it 30 seconds or so for just a general heart health message. We, we couldn't escape the month of February without taking advantage of your expertise as a fitness specialist. But, but whether you're in cardiac rehab or not, what should people be aware of right now? Um. So if I have to give a couple of tips, I would say try incorporating more whole foods. Your diet is so important because it's um, what helps our body recover. And with recovery, um, trying to get good sleep hygiene. So no electronics, you know, an hour before you go to bed. And uh, if you have a bed partner who says that you sleep and you snore all night long, maybe getting a sleep study done because sleep is a huge impact in the healing process. Sit less, move more, track your steps, um, and start with small changes. Small changes add up to big changes over time. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. Brittany Shock, a fitness specialist with Cadillac's Cardiac Rehab Department. Back with more right after this. You're listening to Cadillac On Call on 610-KONA. This program provides general information only. Any comments or information presented are strictly for educational purposes. Cadillac and 610-KONA do not endorse any of the suggestions made by the presenter or callers. Now back to Cadillac On Call. Once again, Jim Hall. Welcome back to Cadillac On Call presented by the Cadillac Foundation and a reminder that our program is available on podcast. Simply search Cadillac On Call wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The focus of our program today has been how patients who suffer a heart attack or undergo major heart surgery get back to better health. One way is a recovery exercise program called cardiopulmonary rehabilitation. And in the Tri-Cities, it's active at Cadillac Regional Medical Center, more specifically at the Cadillac Healthplex. The care team is comprised of a variety of health experts, including nurses, respiratory therapists, doctors, and fitness and recreation specialists. Our next guest is a recreation specialist. His name is Steve Smith, and he brings a special set of skills and experience. He spent much of his career working in mental health, and just a year and a half ago, Steve underwent open-heart surgery. Now, so you understand what I mean by that special skill set. Hi, Steve. Thanks for joining us tonight. We'll get to your personal cardiac story in just a minute or two. But first, share with our listeners, if you would, how your expertise in the mental health side contributes to the success of the cardiac rehab program. Well, good evening. And um, I'm kind of a firm believer that uh, mental health is important on a large scale and a small scale with everyone. And it kind of gives you a chance to get to know that person. You kind of uh, are able to kind of uh, see how where they what they're thinking, what the thought pattern is, how they uh, are thinking, and uh, it gives you uh, a little bit of a, a bond with people when they are they uh, talk and uh, exp- 
talk about themselves, I guess you'd say, express their personal thoughts and feelings. Well, especially if someone's just had a major heart event, such as surgery or a heart attack and had some stents placed to clear blockages, they're probably a little bit fearful. So I imagine the, the emotions that they're feeling when they encounter you and your colleagues at the cardiac rehab department are varied. So all the more reason to engage uh, in, in conversation and, and talk about these anxieties and fears? Very much they are very apprehensive when they first come in there. You can kind of see it in them. And as you go in there and you start to <clears throat> Uh, talk with them and kind of socialize, uh, you can see them open up a little bit more. And you actually get to know uh, a lot more about that person, their thoughts, feelings, and uh, fears, basically. And how does your mental health background enter into this? As you mentioned, you know, the work that you do, you know, mental health for everyone is, is such an important issue now particularly, but I think, thankfully, it's, it's gotten the, the attention that it is probably long deserved. But when you're dealing with patients in this this arena where they've had some serious heart, heart issues, what is your first approach when you encounter them from your expertise? I get to know them. I'll go up there and say, well, what brought you to the hospital? Um, how are you feeling? What were the symptoms? And there are so many different symptoms that people experience before they, they actually uh, are, have to go through a process of re- or recovery. And um, <clears throat> it just gives me a chance to kind of get them to open up, basically. <laughs> and, do you, and do you find that, uh, as you touched on, maybe it might just be from one class to the next that, that you see a whole measurable difference or at least a visual difference in, in their in their actions toward you and, and, and their activities? Oh, they warm up. Uh, usually they're very uh, friendly to me. How would you say it? They're uh, very um, connected to me, I guess you'd say, because of my, my past and uh, talking with them. And people like to talk. And they like to be able to express themselves. And so I, I allow that when I'm with them. I let them kind of open up and, you know, tell me what their thoughts are. And I would imagine once you will get to your personal heart attack story and your surgery story uh, momentarily, but, but just with your mental health background, when you share that with them, did they find that um, provides them a little more comfort and ease to communicate to you? I really don't share that much with them. I utilize it. And I utilize that so that I can uh, get close to them and test them. But uh, I really don't uh, ex- talk about that a lot to, with the patients. Well, that makes that makes perfect sense and because, I, obviously, just the fact that whether it's you or, or Brittany, who we talked to moments ago, or nurses or anybody on your team, that you're all you're all working toward a common goal of, of helping them improve, get back to their health. Right, that's very correct. Yes. So when when someone comes in to you, and Brittany was saying some of the the, the programs can last anywhere from two to three months. So so they're coming in two to three times a week. So you get you get acquainted with these folks. You get to learn a little bit more. So you apply some of these techniques that that you provide. How important is the the camaraderie that develops over this two or three month period for these people? Very important. They they get to where they uh, see you, they like you, they respect you, um, 
and it just opens up a whole new uh, field for them. Uh, whereas they, when they come in, they're fearful, they're apprehensive, and uh, as they start opening up, they become much more uh, talkative. They become much much more productive. Uh, they they're more willing to. Ex, you know, uh, exercise and work out in the future when they get out of there. That's kind of a focus too. Is it's not just sometimes there. It's when you get out of here and they're ninety days or sixty days are up. What are you going to do? How are you going to stay healthy? And and as you touched on the fact that when they leave, it's almost like you're taking the training wheels off. That hey, we want you to continue this so that you can do this on your own you know maybe some of the exercises and some they all might have their own exercise um, equipment at home or or just the fact of going on a walk and things of that nature so your hope is that you can mentally equip them as well as physically equip them that they they can continue these things after they leave yeah that's exactly what i what i try to promote and um I always working with people and say, what can you do? Some people, like you said, have an exercise bike or something they can use at home. A lot of them don't. Uh, but uh, they'll say, well, I'm going to take the dog for a walk. I'm going to start walking uh, three nights a week with my wife. Um, but it promotes that, and uh, it's very successful. What is at what point do you notice on the I guess the emotional side where the the is it almost like within the first week of classes when someone starts you you can noticeably say hey they're they're enjoying this they're feeling good about what they're doing sometimes a little longer than that uh, sometimes they're a little bit uh, it, it takes a while to get them warmed up to it and. Uh, um, some people right now they're, they're they're your best friend when you start talking with them because they uh, they want to be able to share their experience they want to be able to uh, find you know hear my experiences they want to be able to uh, uh, progress in the future and be healthy. And for our listeners at home, you know, we touched on the people that get to you and your colleagues. It's it's after they may have had a heart attack or or had surgery of some kind or something fairly serious in the cardiac or pulmonary arena. Um, how do you, is that the way they have to obviously get referred to you? So it's not like I could just call up and say, you know, I have high blood pressure. I want to go to that cardiac rehab class. Unfortunately, you need a doctor's prescription and, and guidance. Yeah, they they have to apply for it, and uh, it has to be a, a prescription, and it's uh, it takes a while to get into sometimes just for the uh, that reason, and you it, you can't really get you know too much done because for the first three months because of your chest. Uh, a lot of people had open heart surgery, and you really can't do much for the first three months, and so it uh, yeah, and then. Uh, it's a uh, when they get in it, they seem to be kind of relieved, and they finally got there, and they made it, and they they seem to be content with trying to uh, for better their lives, basically. Visiting with Steve Smith, a recreation specialist at Catholic Regional Medical Center, working in the cardiopulmonary rehabilitation unit, which is located at the Catholic Healthplex, and a very busy group of people providing safe and effective recovery treatment for people who are coming back from a major cardiac event. We have one more 
segment with Steve, and we're going to touch on his own personal major cardiac event, and we'll do that right after this. You're listening to Cadillac On Call on 610 KONA. This program is not a substitute for direct consultation with your own health care provider. Always consult your health care provider for your specific condition, especially if you have or suspect you may have a medical problem. Now back to Cadillac On Call. Here again, Jim Hall. Welcome back to Cadillac On Call, presented by the Cadillac Foundation. And as we begin the month of February, we're focusing on the importance of heart health and shining the light today on the Cardiopulmonary Rehabilitation Unit at Cadillac Regional Medical Center, where it's a very, very busy place throughout the week with cardiac patients uh, recovering and getting exercise post-heart attack, post-open-heart surgery, and doing it in a safe manner. And we're visiting with Stephen Smith, a recreation specialist at Cadillac who works with these patients on a daily basis. And one of the pieces of uh, credibility that Steve brings to his training is in addition to his recreation specialty as well as mental health background is Steve uh, knows from where he's what he's talking about because he himself had to have open heart surgery. What was that, Steve? A year and a half ago. Tell us a little bit about that experience and and what led to it. Okay. Well, first off, I want to back up just a little bit. And what um, what I uh, talk to the patients about at Cadillac is I practice what I preach, <laughs> and I work out all the time, and I have worked out for many years. Um, I usually work out maybe 360 days wow. a week, usually, or not a week, excuse me, a year. <laughs> we and, get the picture. Uh, boy, that's a lot of a working lot. out. <laughs> <laughs> and, but uh, I lived that life, and I still do. I'm back to that. And so um, what happened to me was um, I worked, uh, I was working out regularly. All of a sudden, I started getting um uh, more weak as, as I was working on the machines, and I thought, geez, i got to turn them down. What's going on with me? No pain, no shortness of breath. Uh, I'd like to tell everyone that it's, the symptoms are so different for every, for every other different person. You just, you know, there are just many things differently. And I didn't have any of that uh, stuff like that, but I was getting weaker and weaker. <clears throat> so I went to my doctor. And he said he didn't like this, the sounds of that, so he had a stress test uh, for me. It, I failed it miserably. Huh. And uh, you know, I, even though I walked and I had been walking on treadmill for years and stuff, I failed it. And so they put me in the hospital that night, and then they let me, they let me go until they could do uh, uh, get a cardiologist to do a scope on me. And uh, when I went in there, uh, he... Uh, did the the process or the procedure, excuse me. And, uh, he came back and he said, well, I got some bad news for you. He said, one thing, uh, you haven't, you, uh, have to have open heart surgery. Right. He said, you're 95% blocked in your aorta and you're 99% blocked on the other two arteries on your left side. And he said, there's hardly any blood going through you. And he said, the other thing is I can't let you go home you're going to either have to go to uh, somewhere here or go to be flown to Spokane, and you're going to have to have surgery right away. He said, I, I don't even want you to move. So he had me, uh, so I was in there, and basically I never, it just took me by shock. Wow. I thought maybe I'd get a stint or something. Sure. And uh, so anyway, um, I uh, 
uh, I guess the next is history. The <laughs> Cadillac called and said they'd have a bed open, and I got there, and they did an w- excellent job uh, of getting me into surgery and uh, getting me back on my feet again. And uh, anyway, uh, I didn't let it lapse too long. I started walking right away after I got out of there. And uh, I would kind of first off, first day, I, was, I don't know about these, you know, these bypasses. I actually had, a, <laughs> excuse me, I'm going to back just a little bit more. I had a triple bypass. Uh-huh. I didn't have any damage to my heart. I was, everything is great. So it's kind of like I got a new heart in there. Huh. And, um, but uh, I, they, they called me and they said that uh, the, what happened is the capillaries had uh, actually formed veins around my heart to protect it. They couldn't keep up with it anymore, but he said the only reason you're probably still around is because you did work out all the time. Interesting. And you, you actually increased the size of those capillaries, and they they kept your heart alive. So a year and a half later, and, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, doing well. And so when I started recovery, uh, first thing I started doing is going down and getting the mail. It's about a half a mile away, and I come back. And then uh, next thing was I go a little further and stuff. And I just, I just kind of started uh, walking uh, every day. And that's kind of how I, I kind of bounced back from that and, and recovered. And with your experience, you, you touched on when you started going to get the mail. Did, did you have that trepidation where, yeah, I don't know if I trust myself to, to push myself physically? Or did you? Yes. I, I was very, very fearful because I don't know anything about a bypass, I thought, boy, I don't want to tear one of those loose, you right. know, going down there. But it was it was a piece of cake. I mean, it just I actually felt good doing it. And so when I felt good, the next day I went a little further and a little further, and <laughs> I got it up to about where I was doing about an hour a day. That's terrific. That's terrific. And so I'm sure when you tell this story to some of these patients, uh, they snap to attention. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's that. They really focus on that because they say, "Well, if you, you can do it, and you did it that way, I think I need to do a little bit more." It kind of opens up new doors for them, <laughs> thought-wise, anyway. And how are you feeling today? Just fine, just like Great. nothing happened. Like nothing ever happened. Yes. We have just a minute or so left, and I maybe would ask you to just tie all this together of your life experience personally with heart surgery and working with patients uh, that have suffered these major events and then you know your career experience working in healthcare just maybe a takeaway message for our listeners uh, driving or sitting at home or listening tonight well if you're if you're experiencing things and you're not sure what's going on it's a good thing to go to the doctor and get things checked out i was reluctant and uh, i thought well i work out all the time what what could be wrong with me and i was so wrong <laughs> so uh that's one thing uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, take good care of yourself. My diet was poor. I had to change up, make a lot of diet changes afterwards, um, and that's a huge uh, factor. Um, and just uh, stay busy. Uh, if you if you can get thirty minutes a day or whatever, but sometimes just a few times a week isn't enough. Uh, sometimes you need just a little bit of extra to uh, just take the dog for a walk or uh, just do something physical so you can get a little more exercise and stay active. That would be my big thing is, is to tell people to stay active 
it'll help you all the way through and it'll keep you healthy. Terrific. Well, Steve, thanks for sharing your story tonight and your expertise. Wonderful advice as we begin the month of February. Thanks for listening to Catholic on Call. We'll talk again next week.